This is the Sounders FC Soccer Postmatch Show on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by ProLion Surgeons, providing convenient same-day surgery and individualized care. ProLion Surgeons is the hospital alternative. And by Washington's Lottery. Just imagine what you'd do if you won. Play today. The Sounders FC Postmatch Show starts now. The Seattle Sounders walked in to the leaders in MLS for the Supporters' Shield Atlanta, and they come away with a point. Nico Ladero scores for the Sounders in the first half. Three for three teams have been on Ben versus Brad Guzan. Can Ladero make it four? He can! A deflection off Guzan, but the Seattle Sounders score in the 45th. And Ladero celebrating behind the wall. The fans upset. But Seattle have the lead 1-0. Atlanta would score in the 48th minute from Joseph Martinez's 19th goal of the year, but ultimately it ends 1-1. Welcome to the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders. Sports Radio 950 KJR. Jackson Feltz here in the Carter Volkswagen Studios back in Seattle alongside former Sounders defender James Riley. James, do you have any fingers left? Because I sure don't. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty intact. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. That, that, I mean, listen, let's, let's start out with the result. Right. Getting a point on the road mm-hmm. in front of the largest crowd mm-hmm. in MLS history at, I'm, I'm trying to find the tweet here, 72,243. Largest Incredible. crowd ever. Incredible. And you go in there and you get a point. Yep. How great of a result is this? Fantastic. I think if you look at not only this point, but the, the two results prior, now they're they're this is a team that's result-oriented. And that for me, that's what they were missing in the beginning of the season. They weren't. They, they just didn't have that, that drive, that resiliency that we were used to seeing in Sounders teams. They've, it's been on display the last two games. This game, fantastic display of, of just being resilient and result-oriented, saying as a group, as a collective unit, we are not walking out of this building without a result. And that's either a win or a point, and they did so today. And that made it so difficult, the resiliency, the fact that they had to play a man down because Jordan McCrary, and listen, it's a fair tackle that mm-hmm. he made in, in the mm-hmm. 70 or the 64th minute there. It's, it's, it's a fair yellow card. He totally undercuts a guy, and, and listen, for McCrary, you gotta know if you're playing with a yellow, you, mm-hmm. you can't do that. But what it sets up for Seattle is playing a man down for the last 36 mm-hmm. minutes. And I mean, listen, for most of of the last 36, and then for the entirety of the last mm-hmm. seven minutes, it was endless, endless Atlanta crosses, right? One after another, after another, after another. And my God, they hung in there mm-hmm. through 36 minutes of it. Right. No, it was incredible. And for me, Atlanta is a fantastic team. And they made some very good adjustments in the second half. Essentially, what they did, they flooded the center of the midfield. Mm-hmm. They really overloaded the midfield and pushed their outside box extremely high. So they were very aggressive. And when they did lose the ball, they were very quick to react. But in doing in pushing their outside backs high and, and flooding the midfield, they had a lot of players in the box for services. They I was counting four to five players at a time in the box. So the Sounders did very well. And for me, the Sounders have gone through a lot in their first 17 games of the season. They have played every which way, a man down, a man yeah. up, yeah. you know, at home, away. And so for me, they it was a very characteristic win of former Sounders teams. And that was being calm in the chaos. And you can see how calm I am. Yeah, right? you are. And, you and, definitely and are. And I'm like jacked up right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. But you're, you're looking at yeah. it as a player. They were calm in the chaos. I mean, they know exactly what's going on. As long as you just do your role and do your responsibility and have your marks and things like that and play the numbers and percentages, you know, we can get out of here with the result. And I think Casey alluded to it on the, on the, on the, te- on the coverage was 
Sometimes you earn and build your own luck. You build your own luck when preparation meets opportunity. The team had this opportunity on a big stage, right, a national stage to get a result. They were prepared for it for the most part. We saw with guys that were able to step in and get the result. So today they should be very, very proud of the result they were able to, to, to get today, but in the last three games consecutively. Right. I'll correct myself a little bit. I said last 36 minutes. I'll add seven on to that for the mm. stoppage time. So it was really like 43 right. minutes. It's, right. it's an entire half, basically, that Seattle had yep. to survive a man down against the best offensive team in yep. MLS yep. In, in many regards in Atlanta. So when McCrary comes off, mm-hmm. you see a shift there with Kelvin Lerdem. He, mm-hmm. he comes on for Harry Ship. Mm-hmm. What did you see that shift to? Because it was certainly then a defensive mentality, and it... it only increase in the defensive mentality mm-hmm. with the next two subs, mm-hmm. and I'll get Gustav Svensson here in mm-hmm. a minute. But then Ozzy Alonso late. So what did you see when when Lear Dom came on? What yep. did they kind of do at that point? Yeah, so you just go into a, two two blocks of four. So you go into a four four one okay. essentially, and you have your two blocks of four. And that one being Bruin, he was kept in because of his work weight and his ability to pinch back and help defensively. But essentially, you're going to your your blocks of four and being like, I need to take care of my my area right? Collectively, you do that across the board, and they were able to come out with a result. Yeah, some good luck. Definitely some luck was on their side. We saw a ball go right through the six-yard box, which doesn't happen (laughs) often. And for me, you know, McCrary did well. I thought his first yellow wasn't a yellow. His second one, deserved yellow card, and he goes in. So you're right. In that stage, you have to be a bit calmer under the under the pressures of of the game and the influence but i thought overall he did very well up until his red card and for me player of the game without a doubt is stefan fry i mean absolute monster back there was phenomenal you absolutely nailed it and that that leads me to your budweiser man of the match is stefan fry fans can vote for the budweiser man of the match until the final whistle every match on the official sounders fc app so stefan fry I mean, the the saves he had, I don't know, Nate, if you have the highlight there, it was the 70th minute, and there was just absolute mm-hmm. mass chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just give me the thumbs up when you're ready for it. Uh, but th- there was, in, in the 70th minute, you have a situation where Atlanta gets a header. We'll, hear, we'll, we'll play the clip right here, and then we'll talk about it. That'll be Barco sending it in. Header one. Oh, Cheston. Oh, Stephen Dry with the big save <laughs> off the crossbar. Parkers can't believe it. That was just absolutely incredible that you have a ball go off the post. You have a ball go right in front of the goal that Stefan Fry miraculously saves. He had an unbelievable game for as much as as much of an attack as he had to face there in the last forty three minutes. Yeah, no, for sure. And and the Sounders struggled with the 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 corner kicks by Atlanta, especially on that that spot, the near post, maybe four yards in front, mm-hmm. the six yard box, and it you know they were able to get a flick on to a second player who hit it off the crossbar, but then Fry, literally standing big as you should as a goalkeeper, brave, courageous, sacrifices the body, and it comes off his his knee or thigh, and it's a massive save. But we've seen him do that time and time and again. Now, if you look at the trajectory of the season, the Sounders are still a top five, top seven defensive team, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can get their attack right, moving in the right direction, they can, they can definitely you know, shorten this gap as well. So for the Seattle Sounders, they pick up a point today. Final score, 1-1 in Atlanta. Nico Ladero scores on a penalty kick in the first half. Joseph Martinez scores in the 40th minute. And quick, quickly talking about that goal, it's a ball that comes in. Mm-hmm. Stefan Fry kind of left in no man's mm-hmm. land in the middle between mm-hmm. his line and between Martinez. Just, I mean, if you want to put that on Stefan Fry, okay, but he did mm-hmm. save you from, from losing this yeah, one, no, so whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah, I'm sure he'll want that back, but he knows. At that time, you, you trust your defenders that you know, they're going to be able to get there and that he just got mm-hmm. caught on no man's land. It's probably the only mistake he's made. Yeah. But 
again, Joseph Martinez, to shut him down for a majority of the game. He gets that one opportunity, and that's what good goal scorers do, and he was able to punish us for it. Yeah, 19th of the year right now. He's only eight away from the MLS record of 27 that Bradley Wright Phillips is with a group of, of three players that have 27 uh, goals on, on a season. So Martinez, very close to that. He has now, I think, 13 matches left mm. to get eight goals. So, mm. uh, I mean, if I'm a better, Pete Fewing, he was, <laughs> he was here for the for the pregame and halftime was joking that, and I would agree that if I was a betting man too, uh, yeah, I would absolutely bet that Martinez yep. is going to get that. You know, it's interesting, looking back at, at the win against Colorado we had in, in the middle of last week, mm-hmm. you know, looking back to last year, James, the Sounders win in Colorado began a stretch of six wins in seven games. Mm-hmm. It fell in the middle of a 13-match unbeaten streak. See, that, that felt like kind of a, a moment for Seattle that that was part of many moments that mm-hmm. kind of turned that season and we saw mm-hmm. this big run go and then eventually gets them that bye in the Western Conference. You know, it, it's not exactly the same, but because then you get a draw versus New England, it's a draw Atlanta, but still, it's pretty easy to see the difference between the team that, and the way they've been playing now and in these last three games and the way they were playing even in May mm-hmm. when, when they were getting, you know, let's just... You pick out the Portland game, you know, that you lose on a, you know, it's a late, it's a late winner for Portland in the 80s. You know, this is a far different team. Just the way they're men playing, yep. they're playing the mentality. Since right. Total yeah. 180. Absolutely. No, you said it. Mentality for me has always been key. And we've mm-hmm. seen Sanders teams in the past that have had a dominant mentality and been able to, you know, like I said, been calm in the chaos, but also be able to go toe to toe with different teams. For me, Atlanta played their strongest team available. I know they, they've made some recent transactions, but I mean, all their DPs were on the field starting, all their TAM players. That could amount to one-third to two-thirds of your of your roster budget, and that's huge, and those are difference makers. The Seattle Sounders, on the other hand, only had three of their really big difference makers on the field. They're, they're, you know, they don't have Clint Dempsey. Um, Ruiz Diaz did, did not play today. You know, you have Ramon Torres that's still out. You know, Leardom's getting back to fitness. Alonzo's making spot duty. So when the Sounders can actually get their full, full first-choice lineup, fully healthy and playing, that's when you know that they're tracking and trending in the right direction. But doing so with, you know, quote-unquote, a depleted roster, the Sounders' mentality in the last three games has been fantastic. So that should give them motivation. That should make, you know, trainings a bit more competitive. That should make stepping onto the field. You step on the field with a bit more confidence. Instead of hoping to win, you're like, we will get a result today. And that's the mentality of teams in the past for, for the Sounders. So we know that looking at the Sounders subs here, so there was Gustav Svensson. He came on a straight swap for Chad Marshall at center back. So and it sounded from the broadcast here that that something was going on with Chad. I want to say it was a hamstring. I'm trying yeah, to find the exact thing. A hamstring. Yeah. So so that was something that we didn't foresee, but that came down the pipe through the through the Fox that we were uh, we were watching while we were listening. Uh, to here to KJR and, and Matt Johnson and Casey Keller on the call. And then the third one there, Ozzy Alonso, a defensive switch. So what that also means, loss in all this, is Raul Ruiz Diaz, who mm-hmm. is, un- I don't know if there's ever been a broadcast here for, for, for the Sounders where a analyst, if you want to call me an analyst, has picked a player to watch mm-hmm. who didn't actually touch the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> I unfortunately have to wear that badge. <laughs> right. Ruiz Diaz doesn't play today because the emphasis on on keeping that point in Atlanta, which they did, here, final one one again here if you're just joining us here on your new home for the Sounders Sports Radio 950 KJR. So 
Ozzy Alonso comes on, Rui Diaz stays on the bench. Rui Diaz sets up a chance there where next Saturday against Vancouver, after a full week of training, mm-hmm. you will see him start. I want to talk to you a little bit later here in the show about the potential formation shift and, and how we may see Brian Schmetzer fit everybody together next right. uh, next week. Uh, tell you what, we're doing. we're going to break. We're going to come back. We're going to hit our Alcatel play of the match. We're going to continue talking about a last few points about this one. The Sounders have gone to Atlanta, the Supporter Shield leaders, and they have gotten a gigantic point on the road. Final 1-1, Nico Ladero scores for the Sounders. We'll be right back on the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. You're listening to the new home of Sounders FC, Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Hi, welcome back. Uh, you're listening to the Sounders FC postgame show and your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Final score in Atlanta, 1-1 between the Seattle Sounders and Supporter Shield leading Atlanta United. A huge point for Seattle today. Hey, it's time for today's Alcatel play of the match. It was the 70th minute. We just played it in our previous segment. We'll play it again because I wanted to hear Casey Keller laugh again. Stefan Fry comes up huge to keep Atlanta from scoring again. That'll be Barco sending it in. Header one. Oh, Tristan. Oh, Stefan Fry with the big save <laughs> off the crossbar. <laughs> Parkers can't believe it. Yeah, that was an just absolutely incredible series there in the 70th minute where it comes off the bar and then it comes back down to a foot. There's It's basically Stefan Fry one-on-one with a guy right in front of the goal and he manages to block it out. Stefan Fry, also your Budweiser man of the match as well. But today's play of the match is presented by Alcatel, the official smartphone and tablet partner of Seattle Sounders FC. Uh, an incredible match that Seattle pulls a point out of this one. So now they're unbeaten in their last three, all on the road. They got the victory in Colorado. They got the draw in New England, and then a far different draw here in Atlanta, to say the least, where New England had two shots on goal. This had many, many more. Uh, James Riley, Jackson Feltz back here in the Carter Volkswagen Studios in Seattle talking about the 1-1 draw. James, a point that we didn't hit there in the first segment that I wanted to talk to you about, we keyed at, during the pregame show and at the end of the pregame show mm-hmm. about the physicality and the mm-hmm. element of, okay, well, Ozzy Alonso isn't starting here, mm-hmm. but you need that physicality to kind of take it to yep. Atlanta and, and make a point that you know, we're going to hit you. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like they did throughout the game? And then also when Ozzy Alonso eventually then mm-hmm. did come on mm-hmm. in the second half. Yeah, I think it was good. I think they played with a chip on their shoulder, which is good, a collective one in the first half. I think they expended a lot of energy in the first half. And for me, it was the, the, the tactical adjustments made by Atlanta in the second half that essentially created one-way traffic. Again, they really flooded and overcrowded um, the midfield and pushed their wingbacks high as possible. So it, it just kind of caused a lot of a lot of havoc for for the Sounders, and they weren't necessarily able to adjust, but they were still able to get into their blocks, and they did well. So I thought the energy and the physicality in the first half was great. I thought in the second half it died down a bit just because Atlanta controlled yeah. 90% of the possession moving into the second half, and they were able to get the ball off their foot. They were able to whip balls in. They were ha- able to you know have guys crash the box, and they're able to edge up their second line. So they really smothered the Sounders in the second half. Yeah, and King on rolled on. We we knew that it was going to be mm-hmm. a lot on Christian to to be the emphasis of that physicality. He had a couple. I want, I wrote down specifically in the 65th minute. There was a period of a couple minutes where he was just making a lot of shoves and mm-hmm. and showing that physicality was mm-hmm. great. Next thing I wanted to touch on was Nuhu, mm-hmm. and he was 
if, if I had a second player to watch, he would have been my player to watch because I thought there was a big emphasis on when you're facing a team in Atlanta who has so many different scoring options mm-hmm. and a guy who loves to get forward, making sure he gets back and mm-hmm. is on that defensive end to, to cover for, for so many Atlanta attackers. I thought he did a fantastic job, James. Yeah, very very true. And 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 just prior to speaking about Nuhu, I thought Dilem was very good in the That as well, yeah. He's been very good in this game that he's gotten to play as that number six role um, very well, very, very well. I like his pedigree. I like his physicality. Moving on to Nuhu, I thought Nuhu did a, had a very good game. We talked about it here um, before the you know before we got on air. Just he was just consistently good tonight. I thought that he was calm. You know some mistakes from he's a young mature. player. He's been yeah, yeah, he's maturing, but he yeah. pick and chose when to get forward. And sometimes mm-hmm. as you're coming into a game like this as defenders and outside back, you're going to say, "Listen." I need to try to keep the integrity of the back four as much as possible. I may not need to get up into the attack as much as I need to, you know, maybe at home games. I'm really going to try to really use all of my energy in trying to defend this front four because it's a lethal front four. And he did very well in Valaba on on that on his left-hand side pretty much all game. Great, some great clearances and also forcing some corners when they could have been great crosses mm-hmm. for Atlanta. I think Nuhu did a great job. Uh, one other thing I want to talk to you about from this game before we move on and, and look ahead, Vancouver next week, and we'll also talk about the MLS results of the week and the World Cup final in our final segment here of the post-game show. Seattle, by the way, if you're listening, just joining us here on your new home for the Seattle Sounders. Uh, Atlanta United, Seattle drawing 1-1 today in Atlanta, a huge point for the Sounders. But James, the last thing I want to talk to you about is VAR. And, mm-hmm. and VAR's been a big discussion throughout the soccer world for the mm-hmm. last month and at the World Cup, which has been very prevalent in using it, and I think they've used it very well. But in this game, it was interesting because Seattle gets a penalty kick mm-hmm. on VAR. They get that in the 45th minute on a 44th minute shot that is able to glance off of a shoulder, mm-hmm. forearm, hand of, of an Atlanta, uh, Atlanta defender. But then they also had it in the what 32nd minute where there was a bunch of headers. Will, uh, Chad Marshall was in the group, and then Bruin takes a shot mm-hmm. that I think even more clearly than the one that yeah. they actually got right. goes off of another hand. Yeah. So how do you feel like VAR was used here? And then also we'll just talk generally about, yeah. about how you feel VAR has been used in the last month. Right. No, very interesting. I thought today, you know, like you said, you alluded to, there were multiple times that it could have been used. And as the referee is is deciding when to use VAR, he's getting it from his fourth official and the VAR, the VAR official, the video replay mm-hmm. official. So he's in communication on his headset asking and communicating whether that play should be reviewed or not. The handball, I think it was rightly called. And I think, you, like you alluded to previously, there could have been another one called. And Joseph, Joseph Martinez easily could have been red carded for the head slight head. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't Marshall, even have that down. If Marshall goes down, I think it maybe gets reviewed. But without a doubt, there was contact to the head, to the face of Chad Marshall, to his chin with Joseph Martinez's head. So, uh, you know, that that's the reality of it. You've seen it go against the Sounders um, this year. That time it went, it was it was rightly called in their favor, and you know I thought the re- the referees got it right on the day. I think you saw it on the World Cup level in the World Cup final, actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think if you can consistently get game changing calls correct, I think it's utilized well. And now the gray area is when it's when is it utilized, and so it's very specific when it's utilized, but it's still not. It's written very very still vaguely. So only referees really know, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. People <laughs> new to it are still trying to figure out, even we are, when, when they can you know, use video replay and when they can't. But they know they're in constant communication with the, with the VAR official. It's more just about figuring out and, and clearing up that gray area. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like in the World Cup, it was used often, but it was used in, in mostly right occasions. Mm-hmm. And it made the right call. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, obviously, listen, MLS is not of the World Cup mm-hmm. quality, mm-hmm. but and and that goes for referees as well. So it just ultimately seems to come down to you know a, a, a it's it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, but on and on a league level, MLS is pioneers of the VAR system without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, I mean they they are pioneering it and having it within the league. I think is good, mm-hmm. and it will only continue to get refined. I think World Cup as an example, they can you know take case studies from the World Cup and how it was used and utilized and affected games and obviously implement it. But MLS as a whole is def are definitely pioneers of implementing VAR into the league play. Really, I think they've done well. That's a really good point in the fact that you now now these referees here in MLS can go look at mm-hmm. the World Cup and, mm-hmm. and study it and mm-hmm. say, okay, they chose this moment to go mm-hmm. look at that. Maybe we should, and then also the speed of it, you know, quickly yes. quickly being able to right. go in. So right. you aren't slowing down the game right. for, you know, three minutes on end. You quickly go, look, it's yep. a minute, you give a call, we're done here. Totally. That's why that's why the World Cup, it works so seamlessly. Uh, Sounders FC Atlanta United uh, could have been another VAR uh, situation that could have gotten Seattle a second goal, but they do end up losing VAR and getting Seattle uh, a goal there in the 45th minute, a penalty kick by Nico Ladero after a handball by Atlanta in the box. It ends 1-1. Seattle escapes Atlanta with a point, and I mean escapes. That was a crazy last 45 minutes. Uh, it was very intense. Jackson Feltz and James Riley here in the Carter Volkswagen Studios. Uh, we are just wrapping up here talking about this match. Uh, Seattle coming home now, and the attention turns to the Vancouver White Caps, who come to Seattle next Saturday. It's a 1 p.m. kickoff here on Sports Radio 950 KJR, uh, as well as a 12.30 pregame show here on the station. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the World Cup final that was today. We haven't even touched on that yet. <laughs> a couple other topics, and we'll also go around the MLS scores of the week. That's all coming up on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Know what today is? Today is your day to cheer on the Mariners. Join AARP and the Seattle Mariners on Wednesday, August 1st at Safeco Field as they take on the Houston Astros. As a member, you and your guests can enjoy the special discounted ticket price of $46, which includes food, drinks, and terrace-level seating. Plus, you'll be able to meet other members and volunteers, so go connect with them and take on today and every day. Learn more at aarp.org seattle. You're listening to the new home of Sounders FC, Seattle's Sports Radio 950, KJR. Welcome back to the Sounders FC postgame show. You're listening to the new home of the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950, KJR. Seattle goes into Atlanta today and comes away with a huge point. The Supporters' Shield leading Atlanta United team are not able to get across the line a second time in the second half while they were playing a man up. And Seattle, while playing down a man for 43 minutes, is able to come away with a 1-1 result. Looking at other scores throughout the MLS, New York City FC beating Columbus 2-0 yesterday. All these scores here from yesterday. New York Red Bull is taking care of Sporting KC at home 3-2. LA Galaxy goes into... T- into New England and wins 3-2. Both teams get red cards in that game. Montreal Impact over San Jose, 2-0. DC United opens up Audi Field, the first game at their new stadium, Audi Field. They beat Vancouver 3-1. FC Dallas over Chicago, 3-1. Minnesota United gets a win over Real Salt Lake at home, 3-2. And Colorado, Houston with a 0-0 draw. And then, James, we were just talking about it right before coming in. Orlando City hands Toronto another loss. Toronto FC, man, they are right now second to the last in the Eastern Conference. 16 points through 19 matches played. My goodness, what a fall from Grace Toronto. Yeah, no, they're struggling. I think injuries, I think they've put a lot into the last two years, and I think Eastern Conference getting better. The league gets better and better, and so if you have injuries to your key players, 
you know, it can be difficult. And then when you're not creating momentum, that also gets difficult to really build into games. Momentum is, is certainly... Fox Sports trending now. Turn things off and... All right, welcome back here on the Sounders FC postgame show. Uh, <laughs> Sounders 1-1 with Atlanta United today. Uh, so as James Riley and I, we were just talking about, uh, so looking at this one, uh, it, we were talking about momentum here and mm -hmm. the fact that this is a team that goes into Colorado, they get a win, they get a draw versus New England, they get a draw here today. They're, you're building a lot of momentum, and that leads us to looking ahead. And now it's time to take a look I take a look at what's next for the Seattle Sounders. It's brought to you by Bill Cormus, Puyallup Nissan. Easy, like a Sunday morning. It will be the Vancouver Whitecaps coming to town. Vancouver currently sitting at 8th place in the Western Conference. 26 points on 20 matches played. So Seattle, with this one, a, a chance to make a, a lot more ground here in the Western Conference table. They're currently sitting at 10th place and a chance to move up a lot further against Vancouver. James, looking at this one, really kind of the question comes down to it's going to be the debut of Raul Rui Diaz. Mm -hmm. And and the question becomes, how do you make that all work together? Because yeah. Will Bruin, five goals in the year, four assists, you can't possibly take him out of the right. lineup, right. right? No, it'd be interesting. And I think that's what the Sounders have wanted all year long is is to have to make difficult decisions with their lineup. That's not a, a something that Coach Spencer has had the, the great fortune of doing. He's almost been forced to play certain players just because of injuries. So now he's going to have almost a full roster of his select players to really choose from. I see a 4-4-2 variation, honestly. I see the back. I see Leardham jumping in at right back. Mm -hmm. You know, Kim, Marshall, Nuhu, and then that possibly a diamond, possibly a flat. But I think you need two forwards. I mean, I think you really have to start scoring goals in this league to really, really, you know, move up the table. I think defensively, they're a very good team. But offensively, you have to create more chances. You have to create more goals. And I think using two forwards would be good. So whether it's Clint Dempsey and, Ru and, and Ruiz Diaz, or whether it's Rubrian and, Ru and Ruiz Diaz, I think that that's going to be a very important decision for Coach Smetzer to make. Okay, so we're looking at the top and the bottom. We have that kind of set out with the back four and then the top two. We'll just figure it's Will Bruin and, mm -hmm. and Rui Diaz for the, for the purpose of this experiment here. And then it's about building that. So with a diamond, you're mm -hmm. looking at, you know, kind of a little bit, I would say, which, which would you say is a little bit more of an attacking oriented, having a diamond where you have another guy kind of higher who can facilitate, mm -hmm. like maybe maybe that is a Nico at the top mm -hmm. there to, to work with those two forwards. Or is it a four-four-two where you can have kind of two guys sitting in the middle of that upper four mm -hmm. and and working to facilitate? What would work better? Do you think with this team and and the, and the guys that are there right now? Yeah, it'd be interesting. So you can you can always also do a four-two-three-one, but going back to the four-four-two variation in the diamond, you have Ladero at the point, so he can always support mm -hmm. right the the two fours. But he also has a free role because he's very good at being a playmaker from line deep. So now you just have a fluid four. I see Victor Rodriguez has had put together a, a, a few very good games. I love his pedigree, his ability, his willingness to get on the ball, drive at people, create. And Roldan can slot in there, and you either have anchoring it, you either have Svensson or Alonzo. I'm always, I love Alonzo because he's he's someone that I, you know, one of my top five players all time uh, that I've ever had the, the fortune of playing with. And so, you know, I think they have choices. And what's good they have choices off the bench now. So they have firepower mm -hmm. off the bench. So if any of those guys don't start, you can always bring them in in the second half to actually add fuel and really ignite the team in the in the second half of game. So that's huge. That's And that's something that the Sounders haven't had in, in, in the last 
17 games. Well, it worked today, certainly, bringing a Lozno on and kind of adding just another mm-hmm. level of that kind of grittiness, that mm-hmm. just being able to shove Atlanta a little bit more. So the way you built it there, and, and we'll, let's, let's use the diamond, mm-hmm. is you have Will Bruin and Rui mm-hmm. Diaz up top. You have Nico right underneath. Or Dempsey. Or, or Dempsey. Dempsey. Yeah. Uh, for the for the purpose, I'm just kind of building this yep. in my mind here. So you have Nico, and then you could have Christian and Victor uh, yep. as the, kind of the middle yeah, part of that diamond, yep. and then Svensson at the bottom, or Ozzy anchoring it with the back four. Same well, back that four. sounds pretty. To, where do I sign yeah. up for that? That sounds great. <laughs> I mean, it also sounds potent offensively. And I think right. I think going back to your point there is that finding a way to score. I mean, listen, Vancouver can score as well. They brought in you know Kai Kamara. They have uh, a solid team there in Vancouver that can get on the board. Mm-hmm. So. If if you throw it out there and, and listen, this it it may be a work in progress. The fact that like listen, we're, you're trying. I don't know. I can't even think about the last time I saw a you know. Well, well I should say they played it in the preseason, mm-hmm. but I can't think of the last time I saw a diamond used by Seattle mm-hmm. in a regular season match. I right. don't know if Brian Schultz ever thrown out. Thrown yeah, that out I there. don't think so. I think more so it could be a four two three one similar to what Atlanta played. I think four the same back four maybe with the two being Svensson and Delem. For me, Delem plays very is played very well, mm-hmm. and then your three across would be Rodriguez, Ladero, Roldan, and then your one up top would be Rui Diaz with the firepower to bring on a Clint Dempsey, a Will Bruin. So Will know, Bruin does start on the bench, perhaps. possibly. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Well, we will break it down. Uh, Sounders Weekly, Tuesday at 7 p.m. here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. We'll talk about that as well as the pregame show next Saturday. It's a 1 p.m. kickoff against the Vancouver Whitecaps. We will start our pregame show at 1230 right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. We will see what Brian Schmitzer does throw out there. Uh, But we know that he's coming home with a five-point road trip here picking up three points in Colorado, a point in New England, and a point in Atlanta today. A huge tie in Atlanta for the Sounders. They played a man down for 43 minutes, and despite many crosses and many shots and many attacks, Atlanta unable to score that second goal. Um, Stephen Fry, your man of the match as well. A huge, huge, great great job. I was going to say win, but it, it kind of feels like a win, James. Mm-hmm. But but ultimately, a great job by the Seattle Sounders to get a point. Uh, so we'll talk to you on Tuesday evening for Sounders Weekly, as well as 12.30 next Saturday for Sounders against Vancouver Whitecaps, where it will likely be the debut for our Raul Rui Diaz. I want to thank our broadcasters down there in Atlanta, Matt Johnson and Casey Keller, who were out there, had a great call for the game. I want to thank Nate Nelson on the board, Pete Fewing, who was here for pregame and halftime, James Riley, former Sounders defender. Thanks for coming in, man. Really of appreciate course. it. Of course, appreciate you having me. Great. Can't wait to have you back again. And my name is Jackson Feltz. We'll talk to you on Tuesday at 7 p.m. for Sounders Weekly and next Saturday, 12.30, Seattle Sounders and Vancouver Whitecaps. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Sounders FC Soccer post-match coverage on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by Redap. Accelerate your utilization of cloud. Learn more at redap.com. By ProLiance Surgeons, providing convenient same-day surgery and individualized care. ProLiance Surgeons is the hospital alternative. By Washington's Lottery. Just imagine what you'd do if you won. Play today. Tune in next time when your Seattle Sounders FC take on Vancouver Whitecaps FC.